Love of my life, and we be caring again. And shoulders of falling to love of my life. Love of my life. Hello, and welcome to the Gladcast Shit to Be Glad About. I am Natalie Marie, bonfire aficionado, and uh, also your one of your hosts, and this is your other host. Hello, I'm Hannah Lee, and I'm maybe more like the marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> right, like when you're out in the sun on our adventure days and you just start to hiss and sizzle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am pausing in uh, our, our household uh, is having a bonfire and a weenie roast, and we're all going to try to sleep. Not going to try. We're going to sleep on a trampoline. There's 10 of us. So I am full of this kind of uh, smoke and excitement. And um, just, I'm also really obsessed about what I'm going to burn next because I really like setting shit on fire. So that's where, that's where this is coming out of. Hannah, where, where's your space? Um, I'm at my glowing golden honey writing desk with a cup of tea. I just feel like a marshmallow. <laughs> a voluptuous marshmallow. Um, yeah. Today we are stoked to take our awareness and our appreciative endeavors, our journey into what's lovely about everything, um, in the direction of things that, and we're gonna we're gonna use judgment words here because it's how it first presented ourselves it to us. But um, Hannah called it finding the extraordinariness inside of the mundane. And when we look deeper at that, we realize that that dynamic is that you've simply, if something feels mundane to you, you've simply had your attention on a portion of it that feels, doesn't tickle your fancy, doesn't doesn't feel resonant, isn't to your preferences, and you haven't gone journeying to find what part of it might, you know, in, in any given situation, there's some dynamic that is, unique to you um do you want to add anything hannah before we jump the butt in i'm just summarizing it as like you can go from like Psh, whatever socks to like oh my god socks <laughs> thank you. that was very helpful thank you, thank you. um it was very <laughs> california too it was like um oh my god <laughs> Gag me with a spin. No, I don't know how to do California. What is your best California accent, girl from California? Oh, my God. <laughs> kind of like the, like, valley girl voice. Isn't that, doesn't that, yeah. Okay, anyway, cool. Within um, California, there's sub-regions of California where people stereotype and make fun of each other. It's great. You're in Humboldt County. What's the Humboldt County one? Oh, I don't know. It's mostly I don't just. Know. I just feel like Rapunzel in my tower over here in the red. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's. Um, so we're going to be exploring situations, memories, times where um, a journey was had and something was revealed. Uh, Hannah, are you ready to kick off this weenie roast? This soul, a roast of soul weenies. <laughs> That's not right. Your little marshmallow. Wow, what if you could make, like, a hot dog bun out of marshmallows? 
Mm. Gross. That whole thing. That just hurt my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, we're going to kick it off with tea for toilet because I feel like I had this amazing experience one time where I worked for a um, cleaning company and I was in the midst of like scrubbing a toilet where um, it really wasn't about the toilet but the toilet was kind of the portal of just helping me kind of relax my mind. I think I was like listening to music in my headphones and then I just kind of had this amazing perspective of like all how all the pieces in my life had like lined up and brought me to where I currently was and I just felt mm. so profoundly joyful about that that I just started <laughs> weeping like <laughs> sobbing and I'm like on a team that's mm-hmm. like cleaning this house and so I just like went from bathroom to bathroom so I could keep being alone and crying about mm. how beautiful the world is mm-hmm. mm. yeah 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 I love that. I love when something stimulates an awareness that I am, I I could be happier. Like that's like probably one of my favorite things that ever happens is when I'm in the middle of something and I just realize like, oh, like it's like you, Hannah, when you sent me that text and you're like, you know, I just had this epiphany that I could dress way weirder. And then <laughs> I saw an Instagram post with you with like five different aprons like tied up and down your side and like four bows on just one side of your head and like just looking as magical as like it's like Alice in Wonderland going through 17 different portals simultaneously or something and I was like she crushed it but like it's fun when you think when you kind of get that revelation of there's more there's Mm -hmm. more there's more incredible wonder in it and sometimes a simple pure moment of doing something really, really cleanly, like really getting with it, like cleaning a toilet really well can like trigger that moreness. I love that. Um, I have a friend, Yuri, who's a song leader and he's a good example of, he never felt mundane to me, but he would feel a little bit like a prickly cactus um, when I didn't mind my thoughts about him and just carelessly just, you know, would, would hear him say something and would be like, what a prickle, but I don't want to be near him or whatever. And just didn't, I didn't mind my thoughts or what I was thinking about him or how I was considering him. I didn't, I was really careless. And then we kind of were not wanting to be near each other. We sort of felt repelled by each other. And then I changed, I started to be like, okay, I can't let my knee jerk childhood buttons control my capacity to see someone's depth or true self. And so I, I kind of, whip that into shape a little bit in my mind and he'd be coming over and I'd prep it and be like what are five things I like about Yuri um what are some things that he brings into the world what you know like I just kind of softened it and then we started to have a friendship and he came over one day really crazy and wanted to go river immerse with me and it was really awesome and then stayed at our house in this bathrobe all day long playing and we we crank called everyone positively we called everyone and I think we called you and just mm-hmm. sang this beautiful song in a four-part harmony and hung up on everyone we knew and it was such a deep soulmate moment but I had to change what side of Yuri I was on in order to have access to that mm. it's such a happy story that's like feels like a episode of like a cartoon yeah the Nat and, Yuri, the Nat and Yuri mm-hmm. oh 
You guys would make really cute cartoon characters. I can see it. Totally. Mm, B. I feel like I'm going to not talk about voluptuousness again. Just really had a lot to say about that. Mm. I, <laughs> I I'm I'm thinking about vacuum cleaners. I'm thinking about how my relationship to cleaning has changed. And um I actually made up my own cleaning song. Do you want to hear it, Natalie? Yes, please. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to try to not sing it too loud into the microphone. I'm cleaning up in the morning. I'm cleaning up in the afternoon. I'm putting things right where they go. I'm putting things right where they go. I'm making things shine. I'm making things shine. I'm making things shine. No, let them shine. Mm, I love that. I want to sing harmony with you on that. Yay. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's a huge, I think there's a lot of people who, um, you know, when I channeled on this and it was that, you know, the outer environment is always a, a reflection of your expectations and your your inner environment. Like your inner garden is the original place to do any tending. And so you've done such extraordinary tending that it becomes fun and delicious and soul generative for you to tend your outer environment. And that song emerges from that frequency, which is fucking great. Yeah, You're such a good songwriter. I love your songs. I was I sang one of your songs to a friend last night. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, W's for walking. Mm. Um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really nice reflection from my daughter a little while ago of talking about how walking used to exhaust her or she'd think about walking in correlation of needing to exercise or needing to do and 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 then she said and then she said I thought about you mom and your relationship to walking and she's like you know when you go out walking everywhere is the Ganges you know it's like you're on your every step you take is is like exploration and 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 a kind of devotion to the now and she said some of these words and i'm paraphrasing because you know cracked out poet mom but it was really true you know it used for me walking used to be associated with some kind of exercise or whatever and over time every time i walk every time i walk i think what is beautiful what's extraordinary how can i love this even more what can i what what's going to delight me where does that path go and and it's like walking has become such a saving grace during this time of spaciousness because I'm not driving. I'm not doing anything. And so these mountains behind my house are just like blessing me with their invitation to just put my feet on it. And so I love the way there is no cap on that range from mundane to extraordinary, extraordinary to infinity and beyond. It'll become, it'll take you into the deepest temples of your existence. Um, once you begin to take that journey from 
being unconscious about something and marking it with a judgmental dismissive way to peering into its depths and really, really calling what's there, what's there that matches what's important to me, what's there that resonates with my own depths. I wish to see you, I wish to be with you, I wish to apprentice myself to the love that you are. Mm. Mm. I'm having these like flashbacks while you're talking of how walking felt like it really saved my sanity when my daughter was a newborn and I was co-parenting really closely with her dad who is a great friend but at that time it felt really challenging to be so close and I remember I would just go on such long walks when I needed to find my happiness is what I called it then and mm-hmm. this little mackerel was living with us and <laughs> you're like where where are you going Hannah I want to hang out I'm like mm, I gotta go find my happiness dude yeah totally like I'm just gonna walk to it mm-hmm. like like I'm gonna drive to Walmart to get butter or I'm gonna walk until I arrive at my happiness <laughs> Yeah. That's my destination. It's a physical destination. For real. Mm-hmm. X. Um, oh, man, I'm thinking of those little kid xylophone toys. And um, <laughs> today I saw this, like, video of this girl who when she was five was given like a little kid's kind of play drum set thing and Mm -hmm. um fast forward and she's nine years old and she's just like crushing the drums like she is an amazing (laughs) drummer and Mm. it's cool to just see the the potential that can be um starting to be tapped into by just like a little kind of plastic play toy given to Mm. a child then wow it's just such a Mm -hmm. huge bloom can come out of that yeah and they're complete freaking masters at this like they live a lot of their activation of attention lives in this in the range where they're assuming that the thing in your hand or the thing on the table is going to give them delight and, and some kind of access to wonderment and joy. They're, they're like just, they're, that's their walking assumption is, ooh, this is going to be fun. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, yeah, yeah, I want that. Yes. Uh-huh, more. Yeah. That's, so that, I think that's really fun to like, even like kind of playfully get yourself into that. Like my friend Mary Ellen, one night we were going to contradance and we were going to bring whiskey and a flask, ob. And we didn't. We forgot it. And we were walking in, and she just turned to me. And I was like, oh, we forgot the whiskey. And she just turned to me, and she said, let's be whiskey. Let's go be whiskey. And I knew exactly what she meant. And it instantly just went to that warmed up, loose, playful, the whole world is my lover kind of place. And we danced the night away, and it was amazing. But I think children can uh, go to that. to in, If you give them a, a rock or anything <coughs> that, or a box, they could just instantly go to that place where they are it's like uh, I don't know I feel like this tool is really important in this in this time because 
there's such a focus on on what you can't do and what's limiting and what's not going right and it it triggers certain biochemical reactions in the body and it triggers certain activations in your frequency that draw in next things and it's it's difficult you know you have to sort of get creative and playful it's not necessarily easy because we're, things are changing things are broadening things are deepening but at the surface level it looks like you know the volcano's exploding and it's hard to take your eyes off the magma but beneath mm. that there's also new mountain ranges erupting out of the earth and there's incredible uh explosive newness popping out all, all over the world and i think that this tool is the very tool to identify and be with that extraordinary opportunity and possibility that's coming too um and i find i mean you you know hannah you and i this is like something that we do all the time we'll just kind of i don't know get your scuba gear on and dive below the waters of something and be like wow there's a whole anemone forest or this coral reef here is exquisite. I don't, I, I can't believe I never saw this. And I think that coral reef is, is, is present in every person, every situation. There's something really incredible. So I think I'm just really, I'm kind of fired up about this particular tool within this time frame because your outer choices are much smaller than they have been, which makes your inner choices so much more impactful and exciting to like, Kind of like, oh, I'm going to develop this ninja skill because I've always wanted to and I've always been kind of a scatterbrained and I've created lazily. But I think I really want to like get good at loving fully and without condition. I didn't even do a letter there. What the fuck was that? Where am, where are we? <laughs> um, I just, let's see, I did X. I just blacked out. I don't know. Yeah. Let's do X, y. That was really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, um, yearning. Ooh, yearning's so good. This is perfect for this because yearning is something that you are on the dissonant end of a thing because it, it's like, oh, I want this, but I don't think I can have it or there's some complication or it's far away or, you know, there's this portion, there's this freight, there's this flavor of yearning that is quite, quite heartbreaky and a little ex expecting poorly. And I think that one of the funnest things you can do when you yearn for something is to purify your vibration about it and to get in there as a deliberate creator and, and to be like, you know, I yearn for this and okay, why am I yearning? Why am I not just allowing it? Why am I not just having fun wanting it? Why am I not just, oh, this will be fun when this comes in, like I do with everything. What is it about? And then you'll discover, oh, I, I have expectations or beliefs that this isn't possible or likely for me. Cool. Or I'm bored and I want more drama in my life, so I'm creating it by pretending I can't have something. Like, you know, like when kids, like, shove themselves behind a couch and pretend to be caught. I think, mm -hmm. I'm falling I think, off the bed. Yeah. Oh, no. Help. Help. I can't, I can't create my own reality. Help. Um, yeah. I think that I think that it could be really fun. You know, what, one of the ways to purify your vibration on this is to do just do a rampage of appreciation. So, Hannah, is there anything in your life that you're yearning for right now that feels a little far away? You're in a really good space. I don't know that there is. Um, I feel I feel that kind of. I wouldn't exactly use the word yearning, but that kind of feeling around the sense of my wedding this summer, which now seems to potentially be like canceled or like dangerous in quotation marks to invite people to um okay cool let's do it so um let's practice 
um, let's practice doing a rampage of essentiality for the desire itself. Like what are the essential portions of the desire that you can appreciate that do not get you into your trap limited yearning um, Mm -hmm. expectations. So what do you like bring me into the heart of the desire, the hall where this desire is alive and beautiful and, and just bring me there without wobble. Do like five or 10. Okay. So, um, a really nice touchstone I have for imagining this is I'm imagining <clears throat> being within this tent of like patchwork fabrics I'm sewing together. That's like a really exciting project I've been working on that I have been intending to be for the wedding. So just kind of imagining that tent helps me like feel into the essence of it. Um, I really, I've been imagining the feeling of the wedding just kind of being like me and Cooper underneath like a, a bed sheet just like with a candle and like kissing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's this feeling of timeless, playful, eternal connection mm-hmm. that, that, that happens in kind of a, a little fort or special feeling like a, a sense of like I really imagine a sense of like spellbound wonderment like holy fuck. Mm-hmm. We love like this. We know each other like this. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, keep keep staying general with the essence of the desire, like I like what mm-hmm. how you want to feel. Yeah, go ahead. Um, another essence in the desire is feeling our families meeting each other and feeling really connected and like yeah, I can just imagine the mm-hmm. little dots connecting between my people and his people. And isn't that happening now? Like, for me, my families are wildly connecting. Like, I've never, I don't know if that's happening for you, but, like, I have so much contact with people I haven't in a long time, and they're reaching out, and they're wanting to, like, have deeper touchstones. And so I think it's highly likely that by the time your wedding rolls around, that those webs will have, like, nestled into a really powerful, activated space. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel, what the part of it I feel happening now is I feel this deepen, like, deepening with my family members and his kind of one-on-one or something like that, where we're both, like, he's on the FaceTime with my brother and I'm texting with his aunt and that kind of stuff, and that feels really sure. nice, and yeah. that feels like laying the groundwork for the... You know, what's really funny is that you've been struggling with wanting this wedding to happen within a certain time frame um, for your own particular reasons. And it's been really interesting watching you dance with this. This is fun. I'm excited. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm really I'm really enjoying uh, all the backstory on this. I love that you want to get married with Cooper so dearly. And I believe that it is completely within your power to manifest the most extraordinary wedding ever on your timeline um, and allow all of these challenges to inspire a really unique and amazing solution. Like one we can't even see, like that's what I feel like the next part of our whole reality is going to be built out of solutions that none of us have even seen. And so this wedding feels like an opportunity to like get into the, the um, below the ground a little bit, get into the dreams that are like really, really deep and rich and um, you know, about, honoring love and depth and community in this whole new fascinating incredible way um that is i mean my god by the time your wedding at the end of august comes around we're going to be like 
cleared by storm. It's going to be like a, a meadow on the first morning after storm. People will have the most mm. capacity for love and appreciation that we've had as a society maybe ever. So I can't imagine a more perfect time for a wedding. Oh, you're so good at that, Natalie. I'm really excited. I'm excited to come play. Um, let's let's end with the wedding. Let's end with that with that dream of your wedding. And with uh, I feel like every single person in the earth right now is having to develop a skill of backing off of fo- forcing details and being like essence. Okay, I would like to feel connected. I want to feel this, and then letting it work itself out in the best mm-hmm. possible way and shape and so I love that your wedding this precious amazing dream is one of those things um yeah. and, and, for, and yeah. the tool I think <clears throat> especially what you just illustrated and kind of coached me through is like as it starts to get more specific into the realm of like well I don't see how that's going to happen just pulling back yeah. softly and focusing on what's like the baby seed version of that that exists right now that I can mm-hmm. look at with appreciation because looking mm-hmm. at any seed with appreciation will cause it to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's a wonderful meta- metaphor. Um, I think that's a really great invitation for listeners to, instead of looking at something on, as like boring or extraordinary or anything like that, say this thing before me, these dishes, this child, this opportunity to take a walk, this is a baby seed and I can grow it any direction I want. Which direction do I want to grow this seed? Mic drop. Bye, guys. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe (laughs) and a piece of fertile ground. (laughs) 